Welcome to A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Podcast. I'm Jesse. And I'm Eric. And this is Wesley. Wesley, I have what has now become a tradition where I let our guests introduce themselves more than I do because you know yourself better than I do. I don't want to mess it up. What do you do? What do I do? Uh, well, I'm a singer, I'm a songwriter, a producer, and an entertainer, basically. That's the gist of it. We've had quite a few entertainers on here. We've had one musician. We had, I guess we're sort of getting into this in this thing. We just listened to some of your music before this podcast, which was a, an interesting thing. Cool. I think I'm going to go through more of it later. It's, uh, it, how did you get into the music side of things? Oh, uh, just the way I was raised. I think my, my parents really love music, and um, I grew up under the influence of, like, you know, Santana, Carlos Santana, the Gypsy Kings, Sade, and just, like, really good real music. And then it just took off from there, really. The main thing I was paying attention to was the vocals in the songs that we listened to, but what kind of instruments do you play? I play pretty much any band instrument. Like, I play the drums, the bass, uh, the guitar, and the piano. Huh. Guitar and is definitely my thing. Is that, like, a in-studio kind of thing? You'll play all those instruments? Or do you have, like, a band where you have to, you know, pick one or two? Uh, so, like, in the studio, I, I do all the drums and the bass and the guitars and the pianos and the production and everything. So and then when I have a live show, I obviously can't be in seven places. No, you can't. <laughs> if you could, we'd I be have... super, super, super impressed. <laughs> yeah, that would be something. But, uh, yeah, no, I, so I hire a band, basically, to, to learn all the parts that I compose. And then they back me up and we rock it out. That works. That's yeah. a unique way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um and you had also said that you have a cinematography company as well. Like, do you? I do. I shoot. Um, I direct music videos. Okay. Yeah. Hmm, that's fun. That's yeah, cool. that's kind of like the side project that keeps the uh, the bills afloat. Really? For yeah. us, it's more of a. We've only directed one music video so far, and it, it's been a, a thing of passion somewhat. But it's it it was a lot of fun. I would yeah. say. So you do you, that makes that's the money maker that that's the money maker. I mean, really. Only just recently um, have I started making money off Spotify and Apple Music in a in a high enough number that I'm like able to yeah. do something with. But hey, that's good. That's an accomplishment. That is an accomplishment. Yeah, I'm I'm so proud of it. I, I always say like when the check comes in, no matter how small it is, it could be eighty dollars or a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars. But for me, it feels like. Yeah. 20 grand it's an accumulation of a a lot of inertia i guess over over a long time so it's it's a payoff Hmm. you know when people are like listening to your music and you're getting paid to sit on the couch not that i sit on the couch but (laughs) figure a speech out i I could be like in the shower and and those numbers are running and like it's just it's kind of trippy you know do you find it addicting to watch your numbers go up or do you just try to Not pay attention. I, I think everyone has an addiction to that stigma of life in the generation we're in, with the phones and the Instagram and everything. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm a, I am addicted to checking my phone, but I'm, I try, I tend not to care too much about it because I just believe enough in my sound and what I'm doing and and who I am as a person. Um, to not care whether you know something explodes and gets all this attention or it, whether I have you know 
it was a good sound as it was. he said we listened and we, i'll be returning to listen to more so it, it, it is a, a mark of an artist i suppose to not worry so much if it appeals to a mass audience or or whatever because it's what you love or it's the the love of the art at that point yeah which i mean music is a really good example where that's applicable photography too but i guess we sort of get shoehorned into a lot of you know the weddings and the and the portraits and things like that yeah it's there's there's not a lot of very pure creative expressions out there but i think music is probably at at least on the underground side of it one of the the purest anyways yeah i don't really know what changes necessarily between that and mainstream music but uh, i agree with you I guess just the mentality that the artists have, and then everybody starts telling, calling them sellouts. Well, yeah, that's true. Some artists, I think at a certain point, they know they're going to make money no matter what. So you can sometimes see it in their albums that they're just cashing a check, a really big check. But I like... Yeah. I, over the past few years, have appreciated more and more the the different types of music out there. I used to be very narrow-focused, and then really ever since Road Waves is when... yeah. Are you familiar yeah. with Road Waves, St. Catherine's Band? I'm not. You're not? We basically got uh, working with them a little while ago, but it, it showed at least me how popular the music scene is in this region. And just the there's scene people that go nuts about all yeah. these local bands and all that. And there's people that you know, will go to every show. And, and there's these huge followings and these things that you know were right under my nose that I never saw so much until we, we started doing that. Yeah. Do you... Or, or do you I guess commune with a lot of like smaller artists in the area, or you sort of stick to yourself. Um, any any real collaborations that I've done in the Niagara region have been directing videos for people and stuff like that. Um, That's also an important collaboration. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's great. I just musically don't um, collaborate with too many people in the Niagara region. Um, and to be honest with you, it's partly strategic for me because. I consider myself a unique sound, and um, I want to maintain that um, because I think now it's more important to be different than to be popular or to be talented. As as hard as that is to say, hmm. you know, it's like, agree there's a that. lot of talented people around here. Like Niagara's a wicked location. I can name twenty people off the top of my head right now. That I like, I like their music. I I like what they're doing. But um, if I pair up with them, I become a little bit of them, and maybe yeah, maybe and, become and just, a little bit of you at the same yeah. time. So I try and keep all the music things separate. And um, it's not that I'm not into collaborating with people. It's just that around here, I find it harder to find people um, doing what I'm doing. Is there a location in the world where there are people doing something more similar to you? Because you say <laughs> yeah, you, you feel yeah. very unique. Of course, of course. I mean, there's places all over the world. Um, but um, the hubs are definitely like New York, Nashville, L.A., yeah. Miami. Um, any dreams of going to any of those places and, and making that your home for a while? Yeah, well, I mean, I've tried. Like, I spent a lot of time in L.A. I just got back yesterday um so i hang out there a lot you know my sister lives out there so it makes it easy for me to that's handy convenient. Yeah, oh, it's great it's great <laughs> it's good but it, it's we're so close and i miss her all the time because she's out there and i'm here and, um, but it's good because i get to go out there and like you know 
politic and connect with pe new people and stuff. Um, but you know, it's it's all good wherever you really are, as, as long as you're doing it properly and capturing it on camera or something yeah. and getting out. The internet sort of bridges a lot of a lot of the world together. You get to hear lots of musical inspirations from around the world, and you get to broadcast yourself at, from anywhere to anywhere. It's not like there's yeah. as many barriers as maybe there once was. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, I can see you know Nashville still being a hot spot in, in New York City. I mean, it, it still is interesting going to the Nashville bar scene. I mean, we walked around you know downtown Nashville on a. I don't know, it might have been a weekend night or something, but there's lots of people there trying to make it big in the music industry, and, you know, they got a floor of a bar or something to themselves, and it's hit or miss. Literally to themselves. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Nashville's an amazing place. You know what's really hot, too, is Texas. Where, Austin, where in Texas? Texas? Austin, Austin, yeah. Austin okay. Texas has a Austin in the, general the, for the arts, though. The his, yeah, hipstery man. part of Texas. Yes. There's a serious music scene out there. My favorite, what, one of my big inspirations right now is Leon Bridges, and he's from... Austin, Texas. Um, so it's proof right there that there's, you know, there's action happening there too. I wouldn't mind going to Texas, but it's a heck of a drive. So I think we'd have to fly. <laughs> yeah, it's like 14 hours. Yes. Yeah. That's why Nashville Nashville's was cool. okay. Yeah. Nashville was a decent drive. There's no complaints. Hours, yeah. yeah. Just the extra two is like, okay, there's a lot. It, does, it makes a difference. Oh, only two more hours. Yeah, roughly about that. Could have swore it was a lot more than that. Eh. Well, that's yeah, interesting. But that's driving nonstop. Once you add a few yeah, stops, twelve yeah. hours it becomes thirteen, like and then fifteen, sixteen for there. So now I want to drive to Texas. This is fantastic. Okay, let's go tomorrow. <laughs> Do you? So you travel quite frequently then? If you were just recently in L L.A. Yeah, um, I mean, I wouldn't say frequently, but like three, four times a year. That's more than most. Okay, yeah. I, more than most. I suppose, I suppose. Um, yeah. What part of LA is it that you typically spend I, your time in? I usually in? stay in Hollywood, like Hollywood. West Hollywood. So Nice. This here. time around was probably the most fruitful experience that I had there because I just kind of balled out and went a little crazy. Like I rented a big mansion. And really? In the hills and like, yeah, like we did it. I did it proper on this run. <laughs> I could stay with my sister, but I, you know, it's, for me, it's like, I don't know, I like, I'm not materialistic, but, you know, it changes the dynamic of your trip when you have, like, a nice car rental and a nice place to stay. You know, yeah. Because LA is not what a lot of people think it is. Like, it's quite busy. Um, yeah. And oversaturated with people and the traffic. Like, you think the QEW's traffic is bad. Ever. In Toronto, it's like times three or four. I've seen some of the traffic cameras they have on the U.S. news channels, and it looks terrible. Yeah. Or even like even there's a police, you know, police chase or something, and they're just stuck in gridlock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny thing to watch. So my advice to anyone going there, it's just it, like get a nice place, get like enjoy your stay, because you'll end up staying in the house more often than you think. It's interesting advice. I mean. Yeah, I don't know what I would do if I was in LA. I, I, a lot of people gravitate gravitate towards California, but I, I think I'd end up more in the northern part of California, like going for hikes and stuff. That that's the be that's what is the best part about California for sure is the, is the outside of LA. Really? Yeah. See, okay, that that's good news, anyways. Because I mean, if I ever went there, that'd be what I'd be interested in. I know a lot of people are sort of into the the cinema side of things, and that's what the Hollywood yeah is good for and. I think I'd have to take two trips to California because I would 
definitely want to check out the quote-unquote Hollywood scene. It would, yeah. need, it would need to happen, but the, the hiking and the other aspects, that's that's definitely its own trip. Hmm. But uh, I don't know if renting a mansion would be in my future, <laughs> but that's definitely a cool way of going about it. You'd be surprised how affordable it can be with, if you have a good squad. Yeah, I guess if you do it with a bunch of people, it like, makes a lot more sense. If you have, like, you know, six people, and you go and get a place for 600 700 U.S. a night... You're only paying hundred bucks a night each, or whatever. Which is you know the the cost of a so so motel, really. Yeah, and then you're living like a king, you know, up in the hills. Oh, how you, long did you stay most recently? Uh, I was there a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good. good you you trip. mentioned uh, a good car too. What'd you rent for for <laughs> a car? I rented uh, a 1965. Oh Jesus! Classic Mustang classic. Okay. <laughs> that's, see, that's interesting too, because I know a lot of people go there and they'll like rent the cheapest Ferrari 458 Italia or something, whatever they could, and you know it's torn apart. But I, I'm sure that was kept in good condition if it's still around. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> no power steering. No, it'd, it'd like, be hard to drive. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like, like it required a lot of strength to turn this wheel. A lot of like people are anyone. I feel, um, like I, I'm not, I'm not being sexist, but I think some girls would have a hard time driving this. Yeah, like, somebody with a smaller yeah. frame. You have to crank this wheel. It was unreal. It was unreal. A lot of people say if you're going to, there's some people that will commit full time to driving a classic car like that, and it's just another. You're in another world. It feels like you're back in time because it's like you turn you know the wheel and this thing barely responds or it's it's just weird disconnected thing compared to how these fancy cars we have these days with electronic you know power steering and all all that kind of stuff it's true it's an amazing experience to drive an old car like that because it's just like all the trinkets that we're used to are not there it's just like cut and dry black and white so they kept all this this stock radio and all the stock components to it yeah Mm -hmm. like if you go on my instagram or something like that you can see i I did like i put gopros all over the car if you give us your your information for your instagram or other contact info we'll put it on the screen and i will check that out myself yeah you guys can check that out that sounds like a good you look it up right now i'm curious it's it's my ig is wesley james k there we go. The uh, even just around here, I've been tempted a couple times to like rent a nice car or some of that. I know they do trips through Niagara on the Lake and and a couple of other areas. I'm a little bit of a car enthusiast. Yeah. Mostly just because I started watching a lot of Top Gear when I was a little kid. Cool. <laughs> Top Gear is good stuff. I I yeah I was saying I I never really was a car guy and I think I cut off Vince Vaughn in Santa Monica Boulevard. My life is complete. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did. That's a true story. I cut off, <laughs> I cut off Vince Vaughn, um, and he like yelled at me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that he would never remember this because I was just like a little antworm. Doesn't in, matter. In that's a story for you. I wonder how many cool story. Yeah. He was like, we were right at Hollywood. Um, we were like on Sunset Boulevard, somewhere in that zone, and like there's like a big studio there, like a rehearsal studio where like the stars go and rehearse their stuff and everything. So he was like just coming out of the lot, and I had, he 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 had parked, he had like pulled up to the street to make a turn, but I was like already turning onto the street, so I kind of cut through <laughs> the front of the lane. You know what yeah. I mean? When someone's pulling up, but they yep. come across, and I just sped up and made it happen. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's been fun. That's been fun. And my sister was in the car. She's like, that's not been fun. 
like, yeah, it is. She's like, okay, yeah, that was Vince Vaughn. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I ah, what the? Like, he did one of these. Like, you know? Well, that's and I love Vince Vaughn. So it was, it was really cool. Well, that's, that's awesome, really. Yeah. That, Not for him, him but yeah. Man. Like, there's celebrities all over the place. That same day, I, I ran into Johnny Knoxville. I was, like, hiking through, they call it Running Canyon. Canyon. And it's, uh, like, just a, a super popular hiking spot. And, you know, on any given day, you could see a star walking around there. Yeah, it was definitely the surreal thing working in Toronto. I've done very, very limited film work. But on one on one of the days, we were there, and Ben Stiller was just 20 feet away. Ben Stiller. I'm like, that's amazing. What a cool cat that guy is, man. Ben Stiller. I didn't talk to him, but... It was no, just like cool it'd be, be near. Yeah, yeah, it'd be sure. impolite in a, that yes. industry to be starstruck and. Yes, it's it's really hard not to be, but at the end of the day, you have to avoid the starstruck side of things. Who do you think you'd be most starstruck by? Uh, the honest answer: yeah. not a movie star. No. Okay. Who? If. I was walking down the street or working, and I ran into Jimmy Buffett. I'd have issues. Yeah, yeah. He'd he'd be the big one where I wouldn't really be. I'd have to at least go say hi, even if it cost me the job. Yeah, I'd shoot myself if I didn't. Professional, but I'd still have to say hi. Buffett. Yeah, I got a. I'm a fanatic. Are you? Yeah. It's good music. It's it's good music. I say, I'll argue that he's. kind of a storyteller in the vein of Gordon Lightfoot and yeah. his tropical adventures have made good songs and I, I just met Gordon Lightfoot really <laughs> Jesus how's he doing I met him it was an unbelievable experience where'd you meet him at uh, the Performing Arts Center okay so when he was yeah. here huh. when he was here and uh, <laughs> you want to know a fun fact about Gordon Lightfoot he is Drake's neighbor like okay. direct like side by side neighbor huh very different styles of music <laughs> And he's like, yeah, my neighbor's Drake. And I'm like, whatever, you know. And then I'm talking to the sound guy. And he's like, no, I they live next door to each other. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, they, live, uh, they, live, they live up in Toronto in this place called Bridal Path. Okay. It's, it's like the spot. But yeah, Gordon Lightfoot, man, that was an unbelievable experience to meet him. Because he's an icon. That guy. Yes. Like that's Canadian icon. Yes. Right there. I mean, even world, eh, worldwide, too. Canadian icon, but he is known worldwide, at least. Were you there to go to the concert, specifically? I was there. Um, why was I there? <laughs> I, was, I was working for him. I was doing, oh. I, was doing uh, I think I was doing um, video. Yeah, hmm. it was video. But um, I'm curious who you would be starstruck by. They, it's tricky to say, necessarily. I think... Because I'm thinking of musicians, it'd probably be like a guitarist or somebody like maybe like Zach Wilde or or if if it's a vocalist, maybe Ozzy Osbourne or something along the lines of that for some reason. Or, or I don't know if it'd be star, starstruck by like modern day Robert Plant, but it'd be cool or like Jimmy Page. <laughs> Could go for that. Yeah, it, it's a lot of uh, the classic rock kind of stuff. I don't yeah. feel like I'd be a very easily starstruck person. Yeah, or or even like scientists. I don't know, or or some science-related person like Elon Musk, seeing him on the street, that'd be something different for me. Elon Musk, he's a really cool dude. Seems to be. It's funny we're doing this podcast because I was just watching the podcast. Um, Statistically, most people... Oh, yeah. Which, whose podcast? Uh, Joe Rogan. Perfect. And and Elon Musk. We've both seen that podcast. And I I just 
soaked up that whole thing however long are you in he's fascinating to listen to well he's building tunnels underneath of Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah he is the boring and, company and, and still the ceo of tesla who the, i did you know that he he didn't actually invent the tesla no that was a a project that used what a it's the british car the lotus or something like that and then they suck a bunch of batteries in it it was yeah. a horrible failure <laughs> in, in many regards but it was an interesting sports car idea and yeah it got to convert. Most people think he was the inventor. Um, yeah. But he was just so entrepreneurial in his field of work. Grabbed on They were like, we need this guy to run our company. So he became the CEO. As, as far as I know. As far as yeah. I believe. I don't really know much of the details about that. I, I do know that Tesla really wasn't going anywhere until they came up with this whole Model S concept for like the more general consumer, albeit a fairly wealthy general consumer. But yeah. they haven't cracked the low end of the market yet. No, <laughs> they say they're going to come up with a, a pickup truck for like fifty grand US, and I don't believe it. There's Teslas all over California, man. Yeah, like oh. I'm talking everywhere. It's it's a it's a symbol at this yeah. point. It's like it, it's it's the new Prius. Whereas you know Prius is a fairly undesirable car. Lots of celebrities would drive yeah. it because it's just. You can't argue with it. It's just a regular car, and it's it's cool though. Yeah, you have to give it that. It is oh, yeah. cool. I saw one. I pulled up to this guy at a stoplight, and I had been walking right by him or something, and the dash, sorry, like the where your stick would shift would be, all of this panel rode up onto the console front dash, like in one wave and it was all one massive led screen yeah so the led screen came all the way back to your elbow and wraps up oh yeah they're they're sexy and futuristic very good material design attention to detail maybe something to do with them being like you know generally designed and assembled in america has something to do with it it's not just this cheap it's a labor of love kind of thing it's it's not been exported yet which is nice yeah. Just, just like how a lot of, but it's also problematic because as they're producing it in America, they, there is a reasonably high demand for them, so the wait time for your cars yeah. is quite high. Yeah. So, right, there is something to be said about mass production overseas, but we don't want to do that. <laughs> there is. Yeah. You can't keep up with yeah. demand. Everybody here. else does it. Yeah, but. It's it's cool as long as I don't know if it's sustainable. They would definitely hit a cheaper price point if they did do it overseas. But there is there is some positive merit to not doing it overseas. It's, yeah, yeah. It's a difficult balance. That one that camera there just flashed. I'm not sure if it turned off or what. No, you're still recording. It's got a magic it. lantern on Ow. it. Just on keeps the, going for days. On the topic of cameras, I guess are you much of an equipment nerd? Like, do you do you? Really um, focus on yeah, your specs. You know what? I I am a little. <laughs> okay, so can you talk a little bit about what you typically use? What kind of cameras, audio equipment, what goes into it? Um, like, so I mean, I shoot and direct all my own music videos, so I kind of invested in your own um, gear, in my own gear and everything. Perfect. Um, so what I own personally is um, a Lumix GH5. Perfect. That's a fantastic videography and I have, camera. Um, a Ronin M and a Ronin S. Nice. Um, and I, you know, got a bunch of badass lenses and you know a bunch of cool shit like that. Definitely videography oriented with the with the Panasonic cameras. They're really good for, as far as their like log profiles and all their editability. And it's the, the color for me. Sorry, color's go good too. 
I was just going to say the Ronins are great. We went uh, a little bit more old school, so we have a Steadicam rig, which is it's big, heavy. Big and bulky. Yeah, big, but I love it. Yeah. Hurts my back after a few hours, but I love it. Yeah. I love the effect. Yeah, I love the way it looks. Yeah. Rad. I'm all with the slider, man. Yeah. Yeah, we're stuff. filming a short film at the end of the summer, so we're just gearing up with the extra equipment that we didn't have. We haven't had a need for a slider. No, not a... they don't work at weddings. Cause no. <laughs> so <laughs> now that we have it, we're we're going to utilize it in commercial production and then also nice. the short film stuff. So Cool, man. Yeah. Right on, dude. That's, that's super cool. Yeah. Were you big into like cameras and things like that before you got into this no. videography side? So... No, I'm, I, just the way that media has evolutionized um it was kind of like i didn't have a choice you know what I mean? yeah because decide you had more, to do it more for yourself. often i'm challenged to be a marketing genius than a musician in 2019 you know what I mean? like i have to be anything i go and do that's even remotely interesting i need to be like okay well i need to capture this hey with twenty thousand plus yeah. instagram followers you're doing a good job at it yeah uh, i think thank you man thank you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm doing okay. Like you know, one step at a time. Yeah, and you're having. I assume you're having a good time while doing it. So that's the. I'm having a part. good time while I'm doing it. Yeah, I got my fruits and veggies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dinner on the table. You had mentioned it before. Are you an avid podcast listener, or do you just stick with Joe Rogan? Do you have others I, that you listen to? I or? mainly listen to Joe Rogan. Okay. There's enough of him to go around forever, so you could listen to him religiously, and he, that's almost a full-time yeah. job. He yeah. cultivates interesting personalities. He's very good at asking the right questions to get a person talking. I think that's the skill that he has. Because honestly, if you look at all the podcasts before about episode 500... I get the feeling that a lot of times he didn't, he, he wasn't as good at that back then. And he's not necessarily the most intellectual person. Like, he doesn't claim to know a bunch of things. But but these days, it, it seems like he really hits it as far as, as reading up on, you know, into his guests and, and asking the right kind of, info, the right kind of questions. And it, get anything from rappers to scientists to, you know. Well, I mean, you're spot on. Like, imagine having the time and money. To sit down like this every day. The amount of money that and he makes per info. podcast is insane. Yeah. When you start looking at the potential ad revenue, the views and whatnot, it's it's no wonder why that's such a huge part of his life now. And then he, I wonder, because he, it hasn't happened yet, but he was talking about getting Kanye on or something like that or Alex yeah. Jones or some of the big he ones. He just had Wiz Khalifa, but I'm yeah. waiting for Kanye. But you, you think cool. there's... Obviously, the business side of things, he'll do good numbers regardless, but then he gets somebody like, you know, Kanye or when he had Roseanne Barr on after the whole Roseanne incident, Elon Musk. And then Elon Musk, after the fact, whenever it was like, oh, Elon Musk smoked pot on uh-huh. his podcast. And <laughs> he then, hit it once. Yeah, and he got in so much trouble. He got in so much trouble. He so was, good. He was smoking weed. Or no, he hit it and had a text. Within ten yeah. seconds, from someone being like, "What, what are, are you, you doing? doing? This is not." No, it's <laughs> it's crazy when you're like that, but it's it's amazing that he he, as I said, there's absolutely no reason for him to stop because he's just doing amazing numbers and changing the the interview landscape. That I think. interview fascinated me, dude. Just how simplistic his responses were for such intricate questions you know yes 
Joe Rogan says, flying cars. And he goes, too loud. And Joe, like that was his response, is too loud. Yeah. And then when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, you're right. It won't work. It's too loud. You, you have a flying car. Uh, your neighbor's trying to sleep. Imagine a drone. They, they talk about this. They say, imagine a drone. You start up a drone. They're this yep. big. They hold a camera. Make a ton of noise. They're, they're loud. Sure. Loud. Now multiply that size of that drone yes. times 10 or 20,000 or whatever it may be. Sorry. Actually, all the videos I've ever seen of the um, like the human-sized drones, right? Yeah. There's It's never uh, sound footage from the day. It's always over music. Yes. So and, and almost that's, like that's that's propellers. The other way to do it would be like turbines or something, which you know, think of a jet airplane going. <laughs> How do you guys feel about this um, Amazon drone? Delivery? Inevitable. I think Amazon. The smartest thing that they've done is they decided that they were going to do their own uh, shipping. Like they they have their own planes. That's yeah. the that's the best thing they could do because. Then they're not reliant on Pure Later, FedEx, anything else like that. So they can control their scheduling. They can control their contracts with the airports and all like that. The drones, yes, that's a natural part of it. But I don't think it's as crucial right now. It's a bit as, of a gimmick, but as it, having it, their own, it gets people like us talking. And it's been yes, something. It's been a, did just talk about it. It's so. been a talking point for quite some time. It's it's funny with the way things are going with the drones. It's almost easier to use them commercially than it is to just you know be some guy that wants to fly it in his backyard because they're making all these rules and regulations for just typical users. But if you fill out the huge you know basically pilot's license you know agreement and you say you're going to use it for commercial use, yeah, you could do a lot with them. Yeah, it's a it's a strange changing landscape. Yeah. Um, the. It's it's been an interesting ride watching drones develop as what was a huge and kind of cool novelty to something that everybody had and you could use and there wasn't that much regulation and then now it's it just seems gargantuan to do anything. We were looking at uh, at filming permits for certain areas in Niagara and if we get a you know proper permit. Some of the things that they specifically say, even though we're filming, no drones, even if you are licensed and insured to do it. So even some places are hesitant to even let you fly, mm -hmm. which is problematic. But we have one, and we fly them accordingly, and we're safe and whatnot. But My prediction for the early future of drones is that they're going to have to be smart. Um, I'm comparing it to a TV. There's okay. regular TV to a smart TV. There's drones, and now we're going to have smart drones because they need to be able to encompass geography. And well, we're getting close to that. to, yeah. you know, the door and everything when they land. So what I think is going to happen is I think people are going to figure out how to, like, hack these things while they're in the air and have packages redirected and steal things and like sounds like a lot of fun and chaos <laughs> <laughs> i i do I, I think they're gonna like have some crazy issues with it at the beginning they're like they should be almost more focused on the internal security of the the compu internal computer of the drone <laughs> yeah i don't really know how much of a threat that is to be honest 
I, I'm, I'm not sure either. I'm sure Amazon has thought about that. They wouldn't want their packages yeah, just being sure redirected. They I, yeah, they, they, they certainly have. I just I think I think that's why they're still the really years, in the testing phases of everything. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it'd be a lot harder to stop somebody from, say, shooting one out of the air, I think, which is yeah. something that happens in America occasionally. It's kind of a funny thing. Yeah. That's true. You can worry a ton about the, the hacking side of things, but if somebody can throw a rock hard enough. Yeah, and just take it down. That's yeah. the too. That's the quick. That's the, the short way. But that's the, that, this is the evolution of people stealing packages off your doorstep. Yeah. It's stealing it from the drone that's delivering it. Just better hope that whatever's in the package isn't fragile. Otherwise, this drone that you shoot out of the air to steal the package, the package is now pointless anyway. That's true. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, my concern is like it's almost like the Elon Musk topic. I'm worried about how loud these things are going to be. Yeah, I mean, um, we take for granted perhaps how loud airplanes already are in our skies and then helicopters. I mean, you go to Toronto, you can't escape it. You're listening to planes all day long. Yeah. And I mean, other big cities in the U.S. are much worse, I'm sure. Now, thankfully, the drones, at least from what I understand, their capability to deliver is reliant on, obviously, the weight of what they're delivering. So anything heavy, they're still not going to... uh, not going to be able to deliver so i don't think uh couriers are ever going to be totally out of a job and i mean the evolution of drones the the um audible difference between a like dji phantom 2 and a uh, mavic is unbelievable there's the mavic is so much quieter so i don't exactly know at what point they'll be like well we can't make it any quieter but they yeah. definitely had an improvement between the, you know, the Phantom Two and the Mavic. So I, I, I don't know. That's why Elon Musk is building tunnels, <laughs> because you can't, you, you can't go up. You have to build down. That's that's been can, a popular theory for for yeah. a long time. I like the one with the vacuum tubes where you sit in a pod and it just zips you along. That's a fun little futuristic idea for transportation well think about it man like you could get across america in 20 minutes or 25 minutes or if maybe yeah. not that fast if you're traveling at hundreds of kilometers per hour in one of these tubes i'm sure it's possible yeah, they're gonna work it out somehow so that you can get you know anywhere in the world like going under the ocean fast. would be the heck of a, a process that'd be a very interesting thing you'd have to have many countries participate in order to get that <laughs> yes. in order i know right I wonder what laws they would have to, because there's maritime law, but you're not in the water. You're under the water, potentially, or at least, I I don't know how that would work. You don't want to be stopped in your pod by Cuban pirates, because you... Stopped in your pod. Well... (laughs) Makes it sound like a very archaic mode of transportation, (laughs) like a boat. Um, I forget who said it, but the whole idea of those pods is wonderful, but what happens if there's an earthquake? Like, what happens if they jostle? How break, break far? Two. Yep. But that's a horrible idea when you're going hundreds of kilometers. No, no, no. An I hour. mean, like the tube might break. That's the vacuum tube. I don't know. Who knows? It's beyond my. Whoever invents this transportation has to think cool, about these man. things. It's gonna be cool. What is the? Is there an item in your life that? You look at it and you say, "This is when I was a kid. What I thought the future would be like. Like this thing." I think a lot of people might say <laughs> smartphones, right? But yeah, I mean, a smartphone's definitely in the top five. Um, couldn't imagine how many things it could do and how 
fast it is at all of them. Yeah, it's you know, there. there's that's a tough one. I, I would say smartphone. Yeah, just because yeah. it, it does it all. I mean, even stuff like listening to music is so much easier than when we were young. I mean, I had CDs growing up myself, but I as stereotypical as it is, I would have to say smartphone too. Yeah. Like you can do so much from a single phone, even a single phone from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, and and this came about as of like the past you know, 15 years sort of trend where it's gotten to this point. Think about, you know, what's the next big thing like that? What's the thing that you could only imagine as the most futuristic thing possible now? I don't think we're far off from like the stereotypical, you know, the stereotypical image that we all had in our head as kids of like the, you know, you open your hand or the, the sunglasses where you can see the digital's through the lens or you have the phone that glows and like a hologram like an augmented reality kind of yeah kind of thing i yeah. don't think we're far off of that i mean samsung's already doing you know the folding phone and everything it's pretty cool yeah pending their microsoft has a lot of um AR augmented stuff, reality yeah. type technology which is neat you know you throw on a pair of glasses and all of a sudden you can look around the room and your glasses will tell you what things are or or project some kind of image. That's just it. Their tech to map the room and say, hey, if you're watching YouTube, put YouTube on that wall. And then that's now as big as you want it to be yeah. perspective-wise. Right. That's cool. I don't... I think it was Futurama where they put the iPhone actually in the, in the customer's head. And I do worry that that's where we're going. I, at this point, would have no interest in putting an electronic device in my skull. I'll, put, I'll keep it on the outside. Unfortunately, I agree with you. I think that that is probably where we're going to end up. I just saw Flick, a movie. I can't remember the title, unfortunately, but it was all based on that, where this guy takes a computer chip, puts it in his head, you know. And That's never a start, good idea in any yeah, movie. This, this is crazy when you think about it. Being able to download your personal conscience, conscience onto a drive of some kind and have it transferred to another body. Yeah. It's basically immortality at that point. And then you're talking about, obviously, artificial intelligence. I would choose a taller body, yeah, personally. <laughs> but, no, that is true. And it's, I don't know if we'll see that type of craziness in our lifetime, but it's, it's definitely possible. AI is scary stuff, man. <laughs> I heard a story about some underground bunker um, in the desert in Nevada. You're freaking okay, government me out. level stuff. <laughs> nice. Like high tech, gnarly stuff that is all secretive. Let's call it Area 51, and maybe. They had this artificial intelligence um, item, whatever you want to call it, that became so intelligent, learning all the languages in the world, learning how to decrypt um, mathematics and things in seconds and. It became so intelligent that it it no longer needed the human who was taking control of it, and it learned how to convert its brain into a formula or a, some kind of technical <laughs> existence, and travel. It tried to escape the oh, environment it was in, and travel its brain through the U-ground cable that it was plugged into the wall from. I haven't heard of that, but what I have heard of, is, I mean, this could be that might 
that could be fabricated. I don't it's know. Not factual. It doesn't here's sound here impossible. Here, here's a, another one along the vein of that, and I don't know how true it is either. But um, there apparently was a very similar situation where they had an artificial intelligence that were just getting to learn all these things very quickly, and it was communicating with another yeah. artificial intelligence. And very quickly in the process of getting these computers to learn things, the computers started talking to each other in a language that they could no longer discern as in like English or, or anything that humans could interpret. They just started making things up and started sending information back and forth to each That's other. That's where it gets freaky. Right? The robots started talking to each other. It's like, what is this thing talking about? <laughs> and, not, that happens too with, with French people. And, and <laughs> with French people? It does. It does. <laughs> it, it happens with French people. They, if they don't like you, they'll start... Oh, okay. Like, that's oh, not oh. French people. That's not just French people. It's every French people. other culture. Just, my re- my experience in the last week was it just happened. So happened to be a French thing. Canadians are good at doing that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, I, I, I I have good friends who are French, so, so I'm not bashing French. But. My half of my family is French. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I I see that. Especially the more you travel into Quebec, they don't like us. <laughs> us Ontarians. They don't like as far as I know, anyway. Some of them voted that way, I Wasn't guess. There, they, they put in some kind of um, vote of legislation or whatever to... Yeah, to separate to, yes, the... Yes, to become... That's been... They've been trying to do that that's for a, a long that's time. A long thing. It might be more of like a political statement than something they actually desire. I really don't know at this point. I think yeah. you'd have to live there to really Purpose have your... Purpose does that serve, you know what I mean? You have to have your finger on the pulse of it, I think, if you Next thing you, you know, live they'll there. be building the wall. <laughs> If they at least it'd be more affordable, <laughs> having your own citizens build a wall. No, I'm saying it'd, it'd be, be more affordable to build a wall around Quebec than it would be to build a wall. Depends how north you across go across the Mexican border. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It depends on how far north you go. If you just we're, like we're we're treading gray area now. We're going into the political Trump direction. Yeah. Well, that's all fun. We don't care what we talk about on here. We can talk true. about anything. That's, that's bad. We have talked about everything. Anything. We've we've covered a wide gamut over the past. It's too bad we didn't start this podcast before Trump took office, because I'm sure we'd have more to say about it back then. At this point, it's just a fact of the matter, and it was weird. More interested in Canadian politics in some regard. Yeah, I uh, I remember that night. Had a friend over. We watched a James Bond movie. We were actively trying to avoid the election, and then Twitter just kept going. He was like, "He won this. He won that." I looked at him. I'm like. This is history. Like, we should watch this. And then we did. And then before I went to bed that night, I posted a picture of a brick wall on all my friends' Facebook feed. So I just kept building walls on their feed. (laughs) The the music industry is too sensitive for me to even put my political views out. Even shred that area. I don't know. Is it really? I don't know. Do people really find somebody that isn't willing to talk about politics that much better than someone who is willing to be at least a little abrasive and, you know, rub them the wrong way by saying something they might not agree with? I suppose. If, if, but it, it's, it all depends on whether that person has an educated rebuttal. I, I don't. I don't condone That's fair. Uh, I don't follow things closely enough to have an accurate description of what's real and what's not. A lot of people believe things politically, not necessarily because they have facts to back them up, but it's because it feels right. And yeah, yeah, I yeah. think that's that's every human that's guilty of that to at least some point. Everybody wants to, you know, maybe vote, vote or not vote, and they have opinions as to why they're right. But I don't know. You'd have to really be like a political science, scientist. I'm not a real political person at all. 
I pay attention here and there and I try to pay attention to you to the important stuff but it's I mean, there's a reason why there's you can be a political analyst is a full-time job to know everything it's a full-time job yeah. so I know you gotta fly so well, I'm, I'm, I'm good for another 10 minutes yeah yeah that sounds good yeah do you plan to ever leave Canada and maybe move to the United States and, and become a citizen or, or do something along the lines of that? Once he has enough money to buy the mansion he was living in. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> I, I, um, I think it's highly probable that I will always remain a Canadian citizen. It, it, um, it's good. You wear the citizenship well. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I, I travel to do business a lot in um the states but and I and I speak for myself but I think you know the last two two or three runs ago when I went to LA I was there six months or something I was there for a more elongated period of time and I was like crawling back over the Canadian border like get me home <laughs> man I just want to be home what is it is it just the feeling of home that's the most important or is there something else that pushes yes, you away definitely like um, some people are built to you know go off to school and disappear to a different country for four years and then they end up in like I just I, I love my mom I love my dad but you love your sister who's in LA and you know family and um, family is the most important thing to me and I think it should be for everyone but um, you know being away from family isn't a life I want to live you know no That's job right. like I'd rather lay brick and not do you know this music thing out in New York or California if I'm as long as I'm with the people that I love right like but also I might be jaded because I you know a lot of shit happened to me you know on my uh, California trips and my musical endeavors like what these are the interesting stories. <laughs> well, like... Whatever you feel comfortable saying. Without mentioning any names, I had a... That's a good thing. Yeah. Oof. I had a, like a... I had a, a record deal kind okay. of on the table. Um, or led to believe that there was one. Okay. okay. So I went out there, like, put everything behind me. You know, I'm doing this. I'm... I'm I'm going to go see what these people have to offer me. And um, I was put through the ringer, man. I had to dance through hoops. And, um, you know, it was supposed to be about my music and what I was doing. And it turned into, you know, we, we, wanna, we want you to produce music for these people. And, mm. and those people were these, like, they were white rappers. And they were, like, 14 or 15 years old. Strange, and, yeah. And... Um, I thought they sucked, <laughs> but I did it anyway because I thought, okay, well, do this and then I'll you scratch your back, you scratch mine, and then you get yours, yeah. And it just was like you know one of those things where just more things kept coming and coming and coming, and then next thing I knew, it was like it wasn't even about me anymore. It was about everyone else except for me, mm -hmm. including the people who were running the whole thing. And I think that whole thing has been. It, Pretty commonplace since perhaps the 50s in the United States where like you would get backing artists and all sorts of people to make a track, but then you get like, these new, possibly, you know, might be a sensation someday, specific people. And then 
a lot of times are crap. And yeah. you're, you're making music for something you don't believe in anymore and you're for never sure. going to get what you want out of it. For sure. I, My thing is too, is, is now it's like, I just think if, if people are going to be making music, like try and spend, spread some kind of positive message inside of it. Like there's, there's enough gunk out there that's like, you know, fuck bitches, get money. Yeah, there's lots like, of that. There's so it it, sells there's well. enough. There's enough. It does like, we get well. it. You know what I mean? So now it's just like I'm trying to have some kind of purpose that that works symmetrically with with music, and and you use them both to bounce off each other, and then you're actually have a purpose in life, right? And that, I think that's why I'm such a happy person. It's because I have like a purpose in my life. It's it's not music. It's about what I can do with it. Like I had a guy tell me, I've had more than one person tell me that I've saved their life. That's heavy. Because of my music. And mm. that is the shit that drives me now. It's like, dude, like, what? Like, wh- what are you saying to me? Like, you were like, <laughs> gonna hang yourself and then you put my shit on YouTube and like, you <laughs> didn't hang yourself? Like, cause I know that's a heavy topic, but. I don't know. If that's true. I'm sure there, there might like, be research on that phenomenon because there are lots of artists that perhaps get that kind of comments. I, I know a lot of like mainstream ones. I mean, you could, Eminem's talked a bit about that kind of thing. But like, people seem to just gravitate toward something, latch on, and I guess if there is a positive message to it or something that at least gives them hope, it puts them on the right track. Yeah. I think a lot of people need to be a little, a little pick up every now and then, especially those so that too. are really in a dark place. I think so too, man. And I think uh, once you at least talk to one person who says, yes, I was going to commit suicide, then I put on your music, and there's part of you who's like, well, now I owe I'm it to always you. going to be making music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone has their thing that, like, turns their, their mood around, you know what I mean? Some people smoke weed. I mean, most people smoke weed, it seems, these days. I don't smoke, but... Pretty common in our country. A lot of people with their anxiety and stuff. And, yeah. And now people are being more open about anxiety and depression and everything the mental health thing has taken a big turn especially yeah. in this region like it i mean last this last year was pretty crazy for a lot of the stuff that came up in the news and people you know killing themselves yeah. by jumping off bridges and i know and it's crazy terrible. things it's yeah but people are talking now more than they ever have i yeah. can't go anywhere without people talking about mental health issues yeah so it's it's there's something that has to be changing at this point yeah it's, it's weird you know the more humans we have on this planet and the more humans we have in this area there's more and more lonely people out there yeah i think loneliness might be one of the biggest concerns so far as mental health goes i think so too self-esteem that's another big one because that's a hard one to for anybody i worry when i have children but for me it took a long time to find any of it high school yeah well, not bad, didn't really promote a high self-esteem. And then it wasn't until college where I realized I'm odd. Yeah. I can embrace it. Embrace I'm in a film it. course. I'm in a course with a bunch of other odd people. Hell yeah. And now I'm strange. Yeah, but strange is good and yeah. you're confident. and For the most part. Happy in your own skin. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I think high school is a huge deal for kids because like, that's when it's like, you know, you, you really, like, it's such a, like, sensitive time because it, you're setting yourself up for, you know, the rest of your life. At least you're told that. To you're told that, many yeah, but you're, but you're also, like, 
you don't you don't realize how sensitive the time is when you're that age because your brain's still developing. You're yeah. still trying to figure out who you are as a person. <laughs> people but are be the people that surround. I think that it's most important to surround yourself with people that can help help give you self esteem. Like if you're hanging around with the wrong dudes, and they don't give you no love, like those aren't your friends, you know. And self esteem comes from having a support system, in my opinion. I've had, I was raised with a wonderful family, so it was like. I was confident from the get. The world was my oyster. But, ha- like, I was also the guy who would go out and, you know, if someone was being bullied, I would, like, make friends with the kid who was getting his ass kicked. And I would, like, tell the bully to bug her off or fight him if I had to or whatever it might have been. But it, to give that guy some self esteem. Yeah, you know it, I mean? it's and difficult. Not has that person. It's difficult for a lot of people to realize that doing things that you call, like, a mutualistic behavior, like you're helping somebody out has such bigger benefits to it than, you know, being that bully and, you know, you, you get a little kick of adrenaline or whatever you, you wanted or a little bit of attention, but you can have so much more by doing the good thing instead of the bad thing. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to convince a lot of people of that, especially if they themselves have had the really rough upbringing where they don't have any support in their lives, which is a story that's been told a million times of the, you know, Like when you were in high school, neglected were you, child. did you have self-esteem? Like, or were you like, in the, in the box, like, you know what I mean? I don't think I had much self-esteem. I wasn't really concerned so much about myself. I, it's a little bit different. Everybody always talks about high school like it's this, you know, big experience or, or it was terrible or whatever. For me, I kind of just cruised right through it. Yeah. It wasn't particularly yeah. memorable. I didn't participate much. It was okay. Same with me. <laughs> I don't look back. Some people, and I know I went to high school with people, they're like, oh, High school was awesome. Like it was okay. I don't. I'm not unhappy with the decisions I made in high school. Yeah. I don't look fondly in my decisions made in high school, and I know that it was fairly unmemorable for myself. Although for me to say it was unmemorable, I found out a few years ago that as memorable as I thought I was, turns out I wasn't because yeah. I have had so many situations where I've seen people when I go back to my hometown. Where I know who they are, yeah, and they're talking to me, like, or they and they'll be like, "Oh, it was." It was like, "Oh, come on, yeah, my name, yeah, whatever." Or they don't recognize me. Is nice. Yeah, you almost get a second chance with some women when they don't remember <laughs> you from high school. <laughs> Never worked, but the no. second chance was nice. Right um, I don't know. High it's school. That high school itself is the most sensitive part. It's it's just, I think the way that you're parents yeah. treat you in those early phases of life yeah. are massively important because when you go back into depression and anxiety and you look at the track record of these people that are committing suicide alcoholic parents yes absolutely. dad left mom left you know abuse verbal or physical and these things start as a little snowball and then they roll down the hill again. you go through high school and college and then it rolls down the hill and they, they turn into these massive uh, avalanches of emotions that people cannot physically handle or emotionally there are a lot of um, psychology principles that relate to how someone like ages emotionally you could say it and, and a lot of people are stuck perhaps in a an age that's a lot younger than they actually are and they're still they haven't learned the lessons perhaps it takes to to be more mature and more rounded as a person and it's not their fault or anything like that but it's 
but it's definitely correlated to all these things that you've mentioned like yeah the you know not having a, the, a parent growing up or something like that or just being neglected or abused yeah it's 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 different i don't know if it's more of an issue these days than it was perhaps in the past because i'm sure you know life a hundred years ago would have been very rough too yes <laughs> but for different reasons but for different reasons yeah i mean hundred years ago now uh yeah life's there's there's a war right yeah like, 1919 yeah right around the end and uh we'd be there yeah. <laughs> we'd be fighting so tough for different reasons yeah um we didn't have to worry about self-esteem we were just worried about not being killed tomorrow yeah which i guess we can still kind of be worried about but on a different scale not in the yeah. same realistic <laughs> scale <laughs> It's tough too when you get uh, young people having kids, like you know, in their early twenties or or whatever. It was more common then back then. Yeah, but maybe happened. there was more support where raising a family young perhaps was not the, well, the worst thing in the world. It wasn't necessarily well, more family support. It was just the thing to do. You get a job as a coal miner really young. You make money. You have a wife. You have a kid. Or if you're a farmer, you have kids so they can milk the cows in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> for you um having a kid these days i guess has a lot of repercussions attached to it if you're under perhaps 20 years old or so yeah for sure man especially like if you're dealing with anxiety and depression and then you go and have a kid now you gotta care for somebody you're, else you too. are yeah you're um you're kind of setting your kid up for Failure in, in some ways. Yeah. Because you, if you haven't dealt with your own personal issues, they will manifest into the way that you parent your child. And, yeah. I, and I'm not a father, so no. I can't really comment too much on that. Well, but I, I do think that it is, it's important that people deal with their themselves and their emotional issues and yes. help and, and important get their mind right before they go and raise a kid, right? An important well, thing to understanding people is the idea of projection where if, if somebody is showing a certain type, type of behavior it might be because they feel a certain way themselves and they need to like express it so if, if someone does have you know anxiety about something they're going to pass those anxieties on to their children yeah, for sure in a very slow but sure kind of way yeah i mean children definitely a little bit more long lasting but they always say you know after a after a breakup or whatever you have to take some time you can't love somebody else until you can truly love yourself and if you're you should i believe that in a real in a real good scenario um having a child after you figured out kind of exactly who you are and how you kind of fit into this world is nice unfortunately uh condoms sometimes break and (laughs) and you don't get to make those decisions but wrap your tools people that's a good Especially at a really young age. Here's, here's an interesting fact. Okay. So actually, no. Here's, here's, a, here's <laughs> no. I want your opinions. Okay. Okay. Give her opinion. I know that this is like an uproar right now with the whole abortion thing. Yeah, it's it, a big it, deal in the states. At the, in the states. So, how do you feel about that? <laughs> the idea of abortion. Yeah. You're asking us. It's okay. I'm. Uh, this is definitely going to go into the realm of politically correct so i don't know if you want to push us in this direction but i'll state my opinion (laughs) yeah um okay so interesting thing i I come from a biology background i mean i went to school for biology and i I study a lot of psychology and philosophy interesting to hear oh i'll make it nice and concise i do 
think that aborting a fetus or, or something very early could be in some ways equated to murder, which is, is not what a lot of people say. But I'm okay with it. I think that a mother should have the choice to do it. Yeah. It's, it's this weird thing where a lot of people want to say, oh, well, when does life begin? And it's not really killing something because you, you know, you're doing it so early, so it should be okay. I'm saying I don't really mind so much that it is killing something. I can at least come to, term, come to terms with that, but I also believe that a woman should have the choice to do it because the, cool. there's so many situations in which it might be necessary. Right. So it, it's an argument about freedom, yeah. but also come to terms like you are killing a life form of some kind, yeah. even if it hasn't thought its first thought or, or you know, took its first step or anything like that. It's it's still sure. pretty close to murder. Are, are you in sync with that? You feel the same way? It's it is important to have the 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 choice. The woman is supposed to have the choice. It's her body. I think she oh, should well. definitely understand what she's doing. It's not you know just a simple procedure. It's a life changing procedure to yeah. a to a um life form that hasn't taken its first thoughts like you said uh so they should be able to do what they want it shouldn't really be government regulated it's a medical procedure and i mean you just go back and quote george carlin if everybody's talking about the fetus being alive they don't count them in census uh, censuses senses yeah they don't like when you say, oh, we have two kids and one on the way. No, you should say three kids, but nobody ever says it like that. So there are certain ways where they, even the way we talk, you don't count fetuses as a, as a. Maybe we're right or wrong to do that. I, don't, I couldn't say myself. You also don't get child support as soon as you're pregnant, but you do once they're born. My, my thing with that whole thing is a woman can. A woman can have one baby in a year because the cycle takes yeah, nine months. About yeah. that. But a man could have 365. Or more. If you're really, really or productive. More, or more. No, I, one hell of a definitely more. That's absolutely possible. Sure. So <laughs> why are they only trying to regulate women? Well, yes. There is, right. there is an accountability hmm. factor to men. It's um, difficult to hold men accountable, though, isn't it? Right? Unless you yeah, say that you're mandated to get snipped or something, what are you going to do? I'm just saying that you, you'll have a better... Like, it's either they're trying to minimize the population or that they're trying to um, f- scare people f- from reproducing or that they're... You know what I mean? That there's obviously motives. What's and trying to minimize the, the population? Then there's the religion uh, aspect where people think it's morally wrong, right? Sure. Because God said so, and, and, and the list goes on. But I'm just saying that if you want to make something illegal, figure out an alternative, perhaps. Yeah, like, like I said, it, it, numerically, women can hold one baby and men can have thousands. So you go after the source that's higher. I know, but what? Okay, what so yeah, let's pretend really? to be politicians for a male, second. Male, uh, male birth control. That's okay. the thing that's becoming more of a popular topic. I think there's a pill you can take now that does something along but, the lines of that. Much like female birth control, I think all the male versions aren't 100%. So you can still have two people on birth control that can still get pregnant. Unlikely, but yes. Yes. Yeah. 
I mean, if you're pull if out. you're having sex 365, pull out people. That's another way. Pull I mean, out. there's still the there's still a one in you know ten thousand chance that you're gonna have a kid if you pull out, wear a condom, and she's on birth control. Fair, it, it, fair. But I mean, those are the fringe cases. Let's just say you're an ill-informed teenager and you do something. There's a stupid. lot out there. Yeah, you, you do something stupid, and now you have you know a girl that's pregnant. Yeah. What about that situation, right? Right. There's lots of situations in which pregnancies can come and and be unwanted, and I don't know. It, it is just a pure expression of freedom, at least so far as I believe, that people should be able to choose what they want to do. Yeah. That's, it's a tough thing to say. It's a tough thing to talk about, but it's good. It's a sensitive thing. Like people yeah. don't want to talk about this yeah. stuff, but, you know. It should be. People got to talk about it. That's how it gets figured out. I don't know. It should be the choice of the woman, but the man should be accountable in some situation. Legally, they are. I mean, if the I mean the kids brought to term, of course, there's lots of repercussions for men if the if they're not going to be together as partners, and the men now yeah. have to you know pay a lot of money and okay. support and things like so, that. So, how about this? It's not a perfect plan. Uh, I actually before I say this. Are abortions covered under OHIP in Ontario? I believe they are, yes. Okay, let's abolish that. Okay? Well, hold, now, on. Well, hold on. Hold on, hold on. That's, I just realized saying that, that sounds horrible. Now all the poor people are going to have kids that they can't support, no. and the rich people just to uh, get to okay, live a relaxing true. life. Maybe, maybe this was a flawed plan. Uh, <laughs> you abolish the OHIP-covered abortions and make the men, because... There, were, there was going to be child support if the baby was taken to term. So make the man pay for the abortion by law. Garnish his wages if the woman says so. But you have to prove that they had sex, which is problematic. Ugh. I don't know. Just okay, let, let, me, let me take that back. Pardon? <laughs> we're getting real scientific. Yeah. yeah. Let's, uh, I'm going to take you're that doing back. Like, you're doing fetal paternity tests at this point. I don't really know if that's a thing. I'm not terrible. I've, I've actually got limited time left, but um, perfect. We I can we, we, we can wrap, wrap up, up on this really talk. really political topic. We can finish with some music stuff or something. Yeah, you talk you, a little bit with some more music. You want something of yours featured, perhaps? Featured? Yeah, sure. Okay, I love a feature. Okay, yeah. so so we're gonna sign off, and whatever that is is well, gonna. Play. He was he was saying we could talk more about music before oh. we sign off. Oh, okay. That's what he was. I'm I'm totally missed that. Do you? perform around here like can we check you out somewhere I, I i don't perform around here very often um just because okay what's the, what, what are we saying around here like can we go to nah, toronto I, like, yeah, and yeah, see yeah. you you can see me in toronto i have a i have a couple shows coming up in toronto i'm doing a music festival in hamilton um hamilton sounds better than toronto yeah. a little bit closer <laughs> and then i'm doing a i actually am doing a st Catharines show but i think it's not until september what's oh. the venue a warehouse Okay, awesome. perfect. We've there. been there before. Yeah. Uh, I'm still in the process of booking it and everything, but oh, I'm, still, well, I'm still trying to iron it's out. It's too late. Things. You already said it on camera. Yeah. You have to do it. September. <laughs> we'll, we're going to make it happen for sure. But If you're there, I'll go. Yeah, gladly. I'd love to have you guys out, man. It'd be awesome. You should. The warehouse is a, a fun little venue that used to be, what, a carpet store? Yeah. Something like that. I, I'm, I'm, I don't have a choice because L3... <laughs> is no longer really doing his thing and, nope. and warehouse is the only one around here with like a fairly decent sound system professional setup but the, it's so tiny that's my it my is concern. very it's, small the individuals I'm, I'm that, worried about that 
the people that fill it are very passionate, and and they have a decent beer selection, so that's good too. So when you say you're worried, this this may take this may be a slight ego question. Are you worried that you have so many fans that people aren't going to be able to? I have see a lot you? of friends. Okay. And fans. Okay. Let's call them friend friends. fans. Friend friends. Yeah, that's a good way to be. Let's Lots call them of friends. Yeah. Um. And since I live around here, yeah, like, I guess when you say you don't perform. It adds up, and and sure, it might be egotistical to say, but I'm almost confident that it's going to be a sold out thing. Then do three of shows. The size of the <laughs> event, right? So yeah. I'm a little concerned about the size of the venue. I'm sorry. Uh, so I am concerned about that because it's like, well, what if my cousin doesn't get in? You know, or like my mom. <laughs> well, obviously my mom's. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It just yeah, it presents issues. In, in that regard. What's the next step up for venue in the region, do you think? Meridian Center. Because that's a huge leap. Right? <laughs> that's the Performing Arts Center. Yeah, it's a big which leap. Which I'm also quite focused on. That There's is. even a small chance that it will be at the Performing Arts Center. Uh, working on that right now. That's Not entirely sure. I think capacity sure. in there is about 820 or something. It's a good capacity. I think if I... If I really market it and like you know spread the word and put in some work i could fill it but who knows well we'd uh we'd so come out to the lo- show yeah we'd love yeah. to have you enjoy your summer and then maybe before the show you can come back on and talk about it again and we can do our own yeah, way to yeah, promote. We'll promote the show a little bit yeah, yeah once i have a date i we like have that a idea small someday. fan base but i'd love to come back Perfect. That's really just what i wanted to hear yeah just fishing well, for thank that you guys for having me no this is this this was fun it's, it's yes we got into some, some <laughs> sensitive stuff, and we I got didn't, into some. I'm glad. Let's stuff. get some controversy behind us. Let's let's ride the wave. Well, perfect. In the, the headline, I'll just be like, "Abortion talks." No, <laughs> is this live? No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> you you can always cut out. Yeah. No, we we don't. We really haven't ever cut anything out except for one time. Name when dropping. One of our person. guests got a little drunk, started dropping names yeah. in situations where she yeah, shouldn't for sure, have. For sure. You That's were professional, professional about it, yeah. so it yeah. was good. Right. One day we'll be live, but not right now. One day. Yeah. All right. Have a good day, viewers. Yeah. Thank you very much. Signing Thank off. Thank you guys Sign for having me. Yeah, no problem. Much love.